The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Go get a cup of coffee in here, please. Brada, brada, brada. Goodness gracious. Good morning, folks. It is Pesach. 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 Sorry. <laughs> I can't help myself. It's Wednesday, uh, April 5th, 2023. Everybody in the world's birthday. I got more birthdays. Uh, I'm not going to go down the hole. It's just happy birthday to everyone on the planet, and that should cover it. Um, everybody, a lot of people in my life, born on April 5th for some reason. My friends list is full of people born on April 5th. I uh, got godchildren, friends, everybody born on April 5th. Happy birthday, everybody. It's also Passover, so if you're uh, a Jew, don't go out tonight. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Or get in the house by sundown. Uh, Paint uh, something on your door with uh, with blood uh, and um, hide away. Yes, you've got to hide yourself away from the evil spirits that are coming for your firstborn on everybody's birthday. Anyway, we are expecting uh, Andy Andrus to be joining us. I hope he didn't forget about it, but uh, maybe I'll remind him in a few minutes. He's not, generally doesn't forget. He's not like, let's say, Billy Wayne Davis, who is prone to forget when not show up. Or even Henry Phillips has done that a couple of times. But, um, and Sam Town. <laughs> hey, are we, we noticing a pattern here? Um, I do expect Andrew to show up. Anyway, yesterday... I've been really good. I've been really good. Do I look really good? I mean, I've been really well behaved um, as far as not getting into arguments on social media until yesterday. Got into one with Billy Wayne uh, Davis, a uh, slight one, not like. Not like a real heated argument, but it was an argument nonetheless. Billy's uh, position is that boomers are responsible for everything that's wrong with the world because we were in charge when things started to go bad. Well, in charge is funny. Uh, first of all, I don't think generations vote like land doesn't vote. You can sh and and Billy's reply to that was that well generations are groups of people and people vote yeah but so are states but when you see a, a map of the United States of America and parts of it are red and parts of it that's not how it works 
blue chunks of land and red chunks of land voted. If that were the case, if land voted, we'd be Nazi Germany. <laughs> According to the maps and, and the bright red that the United States votes, um, if land voted, we would be Nazi Germany or, or worse. Land doesn't vote. Generations don't vote. Did my generation make a fucking lot of mistakes? Hell yes, they did. And so did every other generation since we crawled out of the fucking swamp. Um, keep this in mind, though. Because <laughs> this idea of, uh, well, y'all were in charge. In charge? We were fucking kids. Literally, children, when things started to head south. The United States of America had its most productive growth of the middle class in the 50s and 60s, late 40s, 50s, and 60s. I was nine years old in 1969. So the idea that we were in charge... I was 10 years old in 1969. I turned 10 in 1960, in late, in August of 1969. We were not in charge of anything. Anyway, so that's one argument I got into yesterday. And then the other one was about Kid Rock shooting beer. Now, the whole LGBTQ argument aside, the idiots protesting Bud Light are buying the beer in order to protest the beer so they could destroy the beer that they just bought. In other words, Kid Rock went out and bought a 30-pack so he could shoot it, pay retail for it, so he could shoot it as a way to say, I'm mad at Bud Light. And Bud Light said, ka -ching. Thank you very much. Go back and buy another 30-pack now and go shoot that one. And then you see all these guys, Republicans, I'm sorry. This is what we're talking about. Sebastian Gorka goes to buy a Bud Light six-pack, throws it in the garbage. This is his way of protesting. You are protesting something you are angry about by giving the what you are protesting money to get nothing out of it. This is the mentality of the current Republican Party. And if, if you say, well, they're not us, they are. They're your leaders. They're your spokespeople. They are fucking the core of what you are. These are the people you align with. Fucking geniuses. And before Andy's here, I'm going to bring him in really quickly. Before I bring him in, I just want to talk about, because in the 60s, they were pro protesting Bob Dylan going electric. And the way they were protesting Bob Dylan going electric was by buying his tickets and not going to the show. Fucking geniuses. Fucking geniuses who, <laughs> I'm, listen, you want to protest me by giving me money, please protest the fuck out of me all day long. Uh, but let's, let's just bring Annie in. A man who needs no 
introduction whatsoever, so I'm not going to give him one, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're smoking, are you? In the well, I was going to float outdoors, but uh, you caught me off, off That's guard. That's fine. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> well, I know. It's just this room. <laughs> How are you? I'm hot, I'm hot boxing my own space. I'm all right. I'm uh, You get, look fucking great. My lighting is proper. Everybody should get cancer. So we end up looking better afterwards than we did. Before. Well, it is good for weight loss. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what's a gallbladder weigh? I lost that right off the top. Wow. Well, that's not much, like a pound or something, right? Really? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Every pound counts. Tell you down to 15. So uh, are, you, are you familiar with the beer shooting thing? Yeah, I, I, I scroll the internet like, you know. I don't want to. It's the first thing in the morning. You know, I'm already uh, on to the, did you see the uh, uh, the bicycle accident? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the new one, but yeah, Kid Rock. Okay. Kid Rock, basically it was an advertisement for his merch because he starts the shot off with Kid Rock fishing tournament. So he's advertising a fishing tournament uh, and then he shoots, he probably killed more fish than he d- wounded beer, you know. He he blasted into the lake. So if he, if that's a fish lake, then he's shooting fish. But what a fucking dipshit. I made fun of him. Was one of the first things out of the gate on the man show. We were having, uh, uh, what's the proper way to say it? Uh, uh, incentive-based uh, eugenics. <laughs> so we'd go it was uh it was the first day i just went to go see my friend doug and they were taping this bit and using rubes at walmart to come out and then say hey would you be willing to get a circum circumcised for prizes and uh, one of my the prizes i came up with was a weekend with the nuge you mean castrated not circumcised right or yeah castrated or whatever, you know, just so you can't have kids or take a pill, uh, you know, and, and you'll get tickets. And yeah, like we come up with white trash. What would white trash covet? And that's what I come up with. The new weekend with the Nuge. And that would have been in 2003 when he was way off the charts uh, for being a douchebag. What would white trash covet? That, that's a thought experiment that sounds like a fun party theme. Like everybody gets a pen and paper, and we sit. Around. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. I forget uh, the, the Nuge is really the only one I can, I can recall. Uh, it's just like you know, a life a life supply of uh, nacho cheese or shit like that. But uh, yeah, oh, fucking Nuge, man. He had a couple of cool songs back in the day, but uh, oh, I'm thinking Nuge. I, I, wow, man. I just I, mean, I, I submerged Kid Rock into Ted Nugent. Well, they uh, are kind of now. Yeah, but Nuge was a little more accomplished. Uh, I mean, Is I he? don't know. Well, Nuge had a song I like anyway. Had, Kid uh, Rock was always in the fever. Um, no. Wang Tang Doodle. Fuck, man. It has to do with. Wang Dang Three Poontang. No, it ain't. The, no, it's. Uh, uh, He's got one I really liked, uh, can't, and I can't think of it. That's how memorable it was. Uh, 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 Stranglehold. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stranglehold's a good good, you know, jam. You just hear that while you're driving or whatever. Uh, but I don't think there's anything of Kid Rock's 
I like that sort of no fuck that uh, that kid uh, that one he did with Cheryl Crow was really annoying. Picture, but yeah, it was we, just, we yeah. used to play that back in the day. Uh-huh. When I, and I can't think of anything else. Bomb, boom, boom. I remember the bomb, midget. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Yeah, that, and then uh, he, Pat Finnerty, who does a uh, thing for musicians called "Why the Song Stinks." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did a thing on on. Um, the Sweet Home Alabama, whatever thing that uh, all night, all summer. Oh, that one, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that one is just like, man, that's just like fucking paint by numbers, you know. Rip it's off mostly, of Warren Zevon and Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, and it's, it, it it's mostly those two other songs, and then just what uh, him in a pickup truck, beer drinking with some buddies, from, you know, going off to a football game or whatever. Fuck you, Kid Rock. And he was. Uh, born with a silver spoon in his mouth too. He yeah, was, he was a rich eater. Yeah, he's been rebelling against uh, uh, being, uh, you know, privileged his whole life or whatever. It's, he's just a fucking. I've, he doesn't. He always seem like he's just. He's just like a like um, a marketing guy could have come up with Kid Rock, you know, counter marketing. Like, hey, no, well, how about this? We got this guy, and he's long hair. He's skinny. He does a little rapping. He's country roots, and he's uh, fucking over the top pro America to a point where America's like, dude, I don't want to fucking, you know. He's like a dude who like he treats America like a dude would treat a, a chick that's ready to leave him. I think you know, people don't I love you, America? Come on, bitch. Come on, bitch. <laughs> and smack. Come on, bitch. You know I love you, America. That's pretty that's I didn't I never thought of it that America way. America went in for said a little light choking and then, you know, then last <laughs> night got pretty rough and Kid Rock's apologizing, you know. Man, if I love you too much, America, that's maybe on me, but god damn it, you're a beautiful bitch. And I'll <laughs> never do that again. There's something about Michigan. I'm sorry, Michigan. I love you. Yeah. But there's something about that state that produces a lot of these redneck guitar players who are just um, QAnon, you know, one one step away from being QAnon people. Remember when Mitt Romney went there campaigning and trying to display a little personality? And he says, I love Michigan. All your trees are all the right height. I don't remember that. No. Yeah, I remember stupid shit, and that's when, that was like oh, okay. Say, I got right? every tree is it that you know like what are you fucking you know it's like one of those is he tra- is he smarter than me and <laughs> <laughs> no he's just fucking dumb he you know he's the guy who put a, ca- a dog up on the roof of the car oh, in, a, man, in a kennel I, I, kennel. I remember that because somebody told me uh somebody w- was accusing me of being a romney supporter and said how dare you uh uh support Mitt romney uh he, i thought you were an animal lover or something and i was like wow, what the fuck are you talking about first i first of all i was not a romney supporter so i was like i fucking tore yeah. a new asshole over that i got um, a picture with a cardboard uh Mitt romney and i hope people don't construe that as i'm pro romney it was just at the fair. I had a picture with a Trump impersonator, uh, uh-huh. and people thought it was real. Like, oh, you switch sides. What the fuck? Yeah. Can't tell them. I'm, I'm on the side that likes drama, and that's why yesterday was fun. Uh, you know, nobody got killed uh, that, I, that I know of, you know, because of it. It was just, you know. Yeah. Uh, small gathering of people and, and a, a pretty big audience. I sat with the, I had the TV on. I was like, got up in the morning and I had a pile of weed and thinking, do I have enough weed for Trump's indictment day? And uh, the answer was not really. 
while he was still waiting to do the perp walk, I dashed off and got another eighth just to, just to make sure. Yeah. So they, they didn't put a gag order on him. So he's still going to be shooting. No, they, yeah. If they didn't, they will. And I mean, you know, it'll play out. Here's what I, I think. And maybe it's because I just watched Waco. Uh, I think he's going to go down. He's going to keep shooting his mouth off. He's going to he's pretend president or whatever. He's going to, you know, he's going to get, there's going to be some shots fired or somebody's going to be in danger because of him. He's going to get a, a thing. They're going to tell him he's got to, uh, uh, you know, come to New York again and he will refuse to go. DeSantos will uh, be fucking, you know, powerless to do anything. Uh, and it'll be a standoff. And I don't know how it'll end, but I think he'll. That's what'll happen is he'll eventually defy New York. George is gonna come in, man. You know, and he's an old crackpot, so he's like, you know, at some point he's going to shit his pants at home. Hey, you know, that's fuck, true. You yeah. know, I'm gonna. I'm not going. And he thinks somehow that's the Southern White House or whatever. And it is. I've I've looked at that place as a as a, you know from a, a fantasy standpoint. I'm not. I'm. I am a member of Antifa, I will say that. But that's just because I had a Sharpie and a helmet. And I wrote Antifa. Sign up. Uh, yeah, it's easy. You just go, you get a helmet or whatever you want to wear, and you just show up. And you can, I can, I, like, I can claim I was a uh, general. And oh. Antifa, we don't keep records in the oh, battle. Oh, so it's like the Gaddafi rule. Yeah, like I, I was throwing tear gas in, in, instead of I, I opted out after about 40 minutes of back and forth and got some snacks and went to the coast. But my heart was there the whole time. <laughs> you know, Trump is really quick to bring in your wife. Like everybody who is his enemy, you'll know, bring up that crazy judge and his ugly wife and then mm -hmm. Jack Smith and his crazy wife and Alvin Bragg and his Trump. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a broken record of the, the same old shit. It's uh it's like when uh, John Oliver does a montage of somebody saying the same thing over and over. It's yeah. like Trump. I mean, Trump's got about 30 fucking uh, 30 hits. And now I think it's dwindled down to like, you know, eight or eight or so. I saw Tony. I well, I didn't go see Tony Bennett at, uh, the last time I heard him. He was playing in town, and I went to hear him. And I was like, "Did he forget?" It's like I was. He let you know. He's doing one of his main ones. I think my uh, San Francisco, and it's like, "Fuck!" He dropped a whole chunk of that song. <laughs> <sighs> so that's where Trump's at now. He, you know, he's uh, he's the Ryan like Glenn Campbell doing the uh, you know the rhinestone cowboy, but only it's Hillary. Uh, Hunter Hunter Biden's goddamn laptop. Fuck man, there's got to be some cool shit on that. Uh, you know, uh. no, the 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 Hunter uh, Hunter's the thing is people are like nobody nobody gives a fuck. Nobody would break, cry a tear uh, if Hunter Biden got arrested. But they act like oh well, you're gonna take Trump away. We'll go after Trump. Nobody gives a fuck about Biden. You could and, and and the same people who are fucking spewing that off and and they're righteously upset about hunter biden saying because they're all stirred up because they're that's what they listen to and they got all stirred up on that shit fucking jared kushner fucking billions of dollars from the south man we're basically at war with saudi saudi arabia and that little fucking uh geek took billions of dollars to fucking turn us over 
you know they got our oil they're they're buying up water uh, fucking saudi arabians are buying rivers in america uh, yeah. uh, uh so it's like you know we're gonna be uh, twisted by those motherfuckers way more than those hookers uh or whatever is on hunter biden's i think he did some ass eating I yeah. think he probably did some bumps off the back of a lady's ass and maybe did a bump and ate asshole. And I think as a country, as a person, uh, an American, I'm willing to accept that. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't need to see it uh, unless I'm into that. I mean, I'd probably glance at it and go, good for a hunter. You know, <laughs> I don't know what kind of budget he was working with, but it was billions and billions less than fucking Jared Kushner's fucking sofa cushion money. Yeah. Um, Don Jr. He's he's a crackhead, uh, cokehead, right? I mean, oh, how could you? I mean, the thing that's amazing about them is they must have at least one stooge around the house that uh, clears their looks up their nose before they get on their camera phones. I can't. Or they just do pills. I don't know. He's. He, I mean, he's not. He's a guy. I mean, you know, anybody who's been around somebody who and i i haven't been around him but i would imagine he's not that douchey all the time that that's yeah, kind of no, like a, i was thinking about going back to the 26 20, uh, 2015 2016 uh films of him talking to cnn he was cleaned up he was talking he was normal uh-huh as, as normal as a trump can be and well, compare that to the stuff he's putting on the internet with the slack jaw and the you know right the one the one thing about that fucking cunty family besides maybe eric is is they've all grown up or been trained on some level to be in front of a camera right. they're probably more comfortable uh talking to a camera than they are each other yeah. you know yeah. uh and and they're they you know to, uh, at least their their beginnings now fucking don jr blow up videos i don't know what his point is his point is is to look ridiculous do a bunch of hand things and every you know it's like uh, uh just from a delivery style no almost nobody wants to hear what anybody who's overly coked up has to say <laughs> uh you know it yeah. might have a pretty good premise but it's just like you can't. You, you're not in that rhythm. He's throwing fucking nothing but fastballs, uh, and nobody. Uh, I mean, nobody in their right mind. I'll say probably no, he's probably got a following of people who fucking dig it when a new video comes out, and they yeah. probably go scratch up some meth and uh, put it on their bowl and smoke it. You know, so they can kind of feel like they're fucking. You know, uh, yeah. if you if you at all admire Don Jr., I can't imagine what kind of. Uh, shit stain you are the old man i get it the old man's had a, a, a power it, you know it's like if bob hope even though bob hope was uh from what i understand kind of a, a dick or whatever <laughs> but if uh bob hope had turned spun bad and tried to take the country with him using the you know military and all that shit it's you know <laughs> i guess oh. Well, I'm trying to think of a guy who appealed to an older audience that yeah, stayed. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, they stuck with Bob, but they dragged him out of the, you know, ninety some years old, a hundred milky eyes and shit, and uh, yeah. uh, doing, uh, you know, a couple. Yeah, of the eyes wide shut uh, stuff about Bob Hope is intriguing. I know, know, I like it. He wasn't a. Con I was just listening to. Uh, 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 it's a pretty good podcast. Dana Carvey and. Uh, uh, Oh shit, man! And uh, 
yeah, the impressions know. guy that's fucking another little man. I'm terrible yeah. with that shit. Uh, David Spade, right? Oh, David Spade, yeah, and and and, uh, and yeah, but they're they're uh, you know they were having uh, they had I was listening to Jay Leno, but hearing those inside stories and stuff, and they were talking about Bob Hope, and you know he was not a comic, he was in and uh, and he everything was written for him, so he was right. like you know the comics that would ha- you know, were around him, he wasn't you know he was a different entity, he wasn't like you know one of the guys or whatever. Right. But uh, yeah. I guess he was, you know, I'm, you know, the public person. I love it when the public persona, you know, is one thing, and then you can find that, you know, like Cosby's is an extreme example or whatever. But you know, it's finding out think- oh, that guy was a real dick, but he was always liked, or you know. We we kind of got into a little bit of me, Carl. I think it was, or maybe it was me and William about. Um, Cosby, because Cosby wasn't really hiding it. Back when I was five mm-hmm. or six years old, Cosby had a bit called Spanish Fly, and he right. was actually yeah, yeah. talking about that stuff uh-huh. like, like it was not. I don't think he was hiding it. Is uh, uh, Robert Robert yeah. Culp's not alive to defend himself? But that'd be an interesting guy to go. Hey, Robert, did you uh, you know, doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one I remember hearing as a kid. So basically, yeah. you know, for whatever uh, Doctor Huxley did to uh, steer kids in the right direction there were probably uh, a handful of uh, kids who were like fuck i gotta get some some spanish fly i definitely did i heard i remember hearing that as a five or six year and i i asked an older kid what is spanish fly and they said well it, it's a drug that if you give it to a woman she'll have sex with you no matter what i mean yeah. right on the spot it makes it oh i'm a kid now i'm thinking I spent my whole teenage years looking through comic books saying can you order spanish flies for right me? So, and it's like sea monkeys, you know, it, it wasn't if if indeed there, you know, and there probably was something. But if it was it was it, I don't know, what would that be where they get like, you know, I mean, I think it's uh, it's something where they're almost on the verge of passing out. Right. Yeah. And they can't really defend themselves kind of a thing. It's sort of in between roofied and uh, and and Xanax or whatever, where you're just like. Ugh. And they used uh, to sell the x-ray glasses to kids that you could see through stuff and they would show you a thing of a guy looking through his hand but in the back you'd see a, a woman in front of a mirror also so they were kind of yeah. pitching, using x-ray glasses to kids the, the, the dude version of it i guess is uh, uh, uh cocaine oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh crazy andy <laughs> <laughs> handsy handsy <clears throat> yeah that that bit uh uh, and then there was that one thing on the Cosby show that I'm sure you saw the barbecue sauce that makes women horny. Oh, I don't. I don't it was know. a it was a thing, and it was like the whole family was you know it's like don't you he he's like don't you know my recipe you know and don't you know what happens every time we have barbecue? I think that was kind of the premise of it. And then all the kids were getting amorous at the table because whatever Dr. Huxtable put in the barbecue sauce made people horny. Oh and my 10 God. minutes later, yeah. they were passed out, getting pounded by Theo. Yeah, Bill definitely uh, <clears throat> directed that one, or at least uh, talked to the writers and said, uh, gave him the idea. I got a great idea for for this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he wanted it, you know, I mean, uh, he wanted it on the s- surface to a degree. And it's like you hear stories about him. He was... Cr- like uh, I think Leno said he uh, like there were staffers who wouldn't work when he worked because he would do shit, you know, that wasn't rape. 
right. but was equally creepy or you know not equally it, creepy maybe but uh on you know make people watch him eat and stuff yeah yeah oh here was one i just heard on that uh that podcast i was talking about is uh he would uh he would put cookies out uh and then he would come back and count them and if anybody took him he'd raise it you know it's like the he, you know it's like these are not these are my cookies or whatever was the deal i think that was the gist of it like he'd like he'd do shit like that just so he could fucking have somebody to react at and then you know possibly bully or whatever his fucking deal was wow. That's i hope he hits the road again <laughs> no, that this was how it came up because William Conway said uh, anybody who goes to that show or pays tickets to him, I, you know, I can't be friends with them. I said I think me and Carl are gonna pay t- for tickets to go see Cosby. I mean, he doesn't. It, it, my money's not gonna make a difference to him. He's got enough fucking. No, money. no. I mean, I, I, uh, I didn't uh, go, uh, but I got tickets to Trump and Waco. Uh, you did. But, and I would have went if I, I mean, I was there, you know, if I would have known how accessible it was or whatever, I'm, you know, but I was there to have fun with my daughter, not to go heckle or, you know, but I think it would be like, I would go to something like the Waco event because one, it's not as crowded as, you know, I mean, they make it seem like it's crowded, but it's not. Right. And uh, that one's got the historical value. And there's a chance that he would have gone full Hitler out there, but he, you know, yeah, I don't think he did. <laughs> But, uh, you know, fuck, I'd sit there and listen to Cosby and then maybe somebody gets up and accuses him of being a fucking scumbag or whatever. And, you know, just to see that interaction, it's like, oh, here we go. I mean, yeah, why would, you know, I'd, I'd go watch damn near anything. Uh, and, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, I'm going to go see Bill Cosby and then walk away going, you know, a lot of them bitches were lying. <laughs> now, I, I've invited OJ on the show at least five times. It seems like he's got a. You should have. You could have a segment where OJ just talks about other people's murders. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, and they never say that you know he's the, the the reason he's an expert on it. <laughs> he he did on the. He's been commenting on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. We was ca- uh, talking about Trump the other day, right? Or uh, t- telling him, you know, man up or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think, too. Me and OJ, uh, I get it. You know, <laughs> I don't. I mean, we come from, uh, you know, different so, uh, experiences, but. Are you a boomer or are you a Gen Xer? You're, like, right on the I don't think I'm in either. 80, I was born in 65. Right. That makes me kind of boomer out of the boomers on the cusp. You're like, yeah, yeah. I should have got boarded. My family just didn't know. I mean, it wasn't in their radar, but that's what I'd say. You know, if I were just like the family planner back then, I'd say, ah, nah. I don't think anybody planned these things. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was the fifth uh, uh, Andrews boy. And there was no, like, oh, maybe we'll, you know, if uh, my mom wanted to have a girl, she didn't. And then, you know, and then, I don't know, it just doesn't make sense if you, you look at my family or why they needed another one. Or even really the last three. <laughs> they could have cut. I mean, if you have a Larry, <laughs> he, why do you keep going, you know? Like, so Larry, has Larry, well, Larry's going to need victims. Okay, well, we'll have a few others so Larry can have some fun. Yeah. Well, maybe you, you're assuming he, this one might not make it. So maybe you have another one just in case. Yeah. Cover <laughs> fire. Uh, but speaking the reason of- I, I got into a, a little bit of a, a online uh, kerfuffle. Yeah. With, with Billy Wayne. 
Because he's blaming the boomers for everything that's gone wrong with the world. And I was like, uh, I understand, like, the generation fucked up. But every generation fucked up. And you can't, you can't, because he said, oh, you all were in charge. I was like, we weren't in charge. We were kids in in the 70s and, and 80s. Even in the 80s, we were still 20 or something. In our young 20s, we were not uh, in charge of anything. We're well, in charge like now. It seemed like that generation, weren't they more of like a, fuck the government and all, all uh, you know, uh, we're, you know, we see what's wrong with the government and uh, we're, we're waving our middle finger to it instead of actually digging in and doing like, how do we, how do we change the system from within, which didn't occur to that generation for many years. Uh, instead, they were, you know, getting arrested and shit, which is all right, everything, but there just wasn't that wave of yeah you know what let's get involved in this shit and uproot this shit and get rid of some of the old school and that's i guess what the criticism of the boomer uh, would be yeah well, but it's it, like we're all fucking people stuck in a system and it's not like you know that's, uh, my, that's my point i mean you, you can talk about uh you know where things started to go wrong and you have some fucking bad decisions but made but at the end of the day you and I and everybody else that's listening to this right now is really not powerful. We have no, we got one vote and it's usually, you know, negated by the state you're in anyway. If I, yeah. if I were a Republican voting in New York, my vote would mean nothing. If you're, <laughs> right, you're right. in Oregon, you're probably. Yeah, you know, I, I don't necessarily, you know, I, I voted for Bernie because Hill, Hill Dog, you know, I, I never liked Hill Dog, but she was the candidate and I would have voted for her if I was in a state that it was a thing, you know, because I don't know if the votes count or whatever. But uh, if you show up in force, the people who want to make it, I mean, it's like there's one side who wants to make it difficult for everybody to vote. Why is that? Why can't we, you know, why why can't both sides just go, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll win on what we have. Instead, there's one side who wants to make it a fucking obstacle course. If you're black, they want to make it a fucking marathon in front of an obstacle course. And like, what's the fucking what's what's going to happen in Florida when uh, people who have no permit to carry a firearm, they don't need one. Uh, they don't even necessarily need to have a registered fucking firearm. They can just walk around with a firearm. What's going to happen that voting day in Florida where every other uncle motherfucker is going to have a, a, a firearm there to intimidate other people? And it'll be like, just fucking why even go out, you know, uh, and vote? Because you're going to run into 500 Larry's packing sidearms or uh, machine guns. And there's nothing you can, who are you going to call? The police? They're like, fuck, we don't want to deal with those fuckers. Yeah, and they were arresting people for quiet, peaceful protests, sitting on the st on, on the street. Right, and and what they what they uh, know and what they're learning. I mean, if they don't already know it, uh, you know, they've gone too far. Yeah. You know, we yeah. want abortion. Uh, I mean, mo if most Americans are okay with something, uh, or or want it, then they should just fucking you know, have that like abortion. We want to every, every, every state that's outlawing abortion is just going to be fucking having horror story after horror story till eventually, uh, you know, those fucks are gone. Cause you know, the Jesus heads aren't going to control shit much longer yeah. <sighs> and um, they know it, you know, yeah, I, I'm, you know what? I'm like every generation wants to blame the, the past generation. The way to escape the 
blame of generations is let the young people have control their own destiny. The world belongs to to whatever it is now, uh, Gen Z. Well, let them let them uh-huh. take control of shit, so they can't blame us when they when they get to be my well, age. What I guess you know, like the '60s had to pave the way for uh, people getting involved in politics that weren't corrupted or you know that wanted. So that it took the '60s to make the, the that next wave happen or whatever. Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, I'd like to see Mitch McConnell just fucking head to the turf. Uh, all these uh, the the ones who were involved at at the very least get rid of the January sixth code. Of, you know, the people who haven't been charged with anything but were involved in it. Get rid of all those fucks yeah. and uh, give those fucking seats to the youngest possible. You know. Uh, qualified uh person or whatever i like brett's idea about just getting you know random it's like a lot of like a jury uh Uh, like seattle comedy competition used to uh they'd have you know you'd you'd show up and then there were supposed to be judges that were like hey that you know like involved in in media in some way you know like okay and then you get to the thing and they would scramble to find somebody to judge it so they just grabbed like an insurance salesman from that that's what they should do like you know man on the street what do you think we should do about this well that sounds pretty goddamn good do you want a job follow me here in congress i mean how could you do worse than marjorie green lorraine Bubert? i could go to a strip club or uh you know find a uh, escort or uh, and i mean i think her origin story she was the escort fuck ted cruz a few times and he probably you know i like your sassy mouth you know you do pretty good in congress i got a fucking cunt mouth myself and uh and uh you know that's how that that's i think that her origins history how could you do any worse than that you could pull over a random car at a mcdonald's drive-thru and uh, pull out somebody and they would be equally smart and equally adept at doing their job and which the job just seems to be siphon money how do you get rich in Congress without scams? You know, you can't. And Marjorie Green's worth millions of dollars now for yeah. being a cunt. And I mean, I guess these media appearances, you get a little bit or whatever, but no way she cleared two million in, in some sort of, uh, uh, you know, talent based contest. Yeah. yeah. No, I get all that stuff is absolutely true. The guy got to get, you know, the term limits, all that stuff. But it's all, you know, it, you, you know what too is i mean this sounds bad but uh fucking uh uh these guys are so smug and everything it's like you know whatever happened to the john wilkes booth types of of the world that you know the uh lee harvey's and uh the, who's the the guy who uh does folk music now that uh, tried to shoot reagan it's like uh, you know uh, the, those guys were extremes but it was a reminder that uh you know like remember did you see uh trump it was somewhere like in an airport hangar and a and a a pop went off and just how you know how he reacted like george bush when the shoe was thrown at him i mean at the very least we should be able to when you know chuck a shoe at marjorie taylor green when she's out talking about trump being prosecuted like jesus christ yeah i I would like to see just one fucking nail spike put into (laughs) trump Oh my God! Uh, but, but yeah, you remember? Uh, you're probably old enough to remember when Reagan had the balloon pop, and he just uh, everybody mm-hmm. in the room thought it was a gunshot, but he just handled it coolly. Like uh, you missed me. That's uh, he's, re- he's he's reading a piece of paper, and he has the the balloon pop, and he goes. Wasn't he still kind of waving when he got shot too? 
<laughs> okay, all right. Hey. Oh yeah, no, he was man over there. He was waving when he got shot. Breakfast yeah. with Bonzo sucked. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, well, um, he was a uh, yeah. He was my dad criticized Reagan heavily, and for actually some of the shit that people still talk about that Reagan did wrong, all the deregulation of shit and getting rid of mental health and shit. Uh, me and Craig, like we voted for for Reagan. First of all, Craig was probably eighteen when when Reagan ran or something like that. Anyway, we don't we're not responsible. Uh, but you went out performing with, with Billy. I want to hear about this because I have not been able oh. to listen to it. I was just I was just think, thinking Reagan was the first well well it was the first president I said I was going to go kill uh Reagan cuz uh social security so my uh dad was handicapped and my brother Jeff was a couple years in front of me and he got money for college from this social security disabled veteran Oh you get a phone call you're getting a phone call. You just muted, got muted because you're getting a text or a phone call or something. So while we're waiting for Andy, who <laughs> who got muted somehow because of uh, the phone call or whatever he got. All right. No, it's my, it's, it, it's this fucking, uh, I got a loose cable or some shit. And I uh, touched the microphone and then I see this message. And anyway, that's what happened. Yeah, so Reagan was, uh, was cutting Social Security. Yes, yeah, so I, I lost. You know, I had it, you know, made, I was going to go to community college and I, I don't know, it was like a thousand or something uh, that would pay a month, something like that. I don't know what it was exactly, but I know that there was a stip in for handicapped kids, their parents of handy whatever. I forget what I am. And, uh, and uh, that got eliminated. And I remember going, I'm going to kill that motherfucker. And my mom goes, no, you're not. And she was ultimately right. I didn't have. You know, but now I wish I had, because then I would be a folk singer now. Uh, with a, you know, <laughs> couple, of, couple of cool songs. Carl loves Hinkley, but hasn't heard his songs. I like. Yeah. So you basically you just like you're you're a Jodie Foster wannabe, but you turned it inside out to Jodie Foster's stalker. You're stalking. I think Hinkley should do funny songs. And get like Bob and Tom radio kind of songs. <laughs> Happy song. We give them all Henry Henry Phillips catalog. Going on a shooting run, or you know, uh, I don't. I think he tries to probably ignore the, you know. But that honestly, the voice in your head that told you to shoot Reagan would also be the voice in your head that would help you write better songs. That's a good point. And, and from what I only listened to a couple of them, but it just seemed like, eh, you know, I can find. Uh, you know, something more pleasing to my ear by going out and listening to the neighbor's leaf blower. Right. Did you have you heard Manson stuff? Uh, I know he wrote songs. Uh, oh, well, I, I mean, kind of. I mean, I guess I've heard him imitated on the shows or whatever. Yeah. And, pe you know, it's weird that people will say that he was, you know, a talented artist. Of course, the serial killer or whatever he is, that lore that they attach to him, they. But he, they, they suck. Hinkley sucks. Manson sucks. Didn't yeah. They? Didn't Manson have, he had that guy come out for an audition and he tried to, uh, uh, he, I think he uh, gave everybody acid and, he, you know, he couldn't keep it together. It's like, dude, he's coming out to hear you do a couple songs. Now you got all these fucking hippies on acid trying to harmonize. And, uh, you know, it's a, I've, I've had a bad audition or two, but uh, that sounds like just, you know, you really yeah. fucking overthought this shit, man. <laughs> Yeah, 
Um, he, uh, do you think Manson was a more talented musician than uh, uh, Koresh? I've never heard any of Koresh. Koresh, has got, Koresh was a rock and roll guy. I mean, that was kind of hit one of I his books. I do music, though. That's a good point. I got to I gotta see if there's something online I could... Yeah, I mean, he. I know, uh, I mean, just some of the... Uh, like, he played during the, the siege. Uh, they had a little power, and they played, but, uh, you know, I mean, it sounded all right. Uh, maybe not hook. There wasn't a hook of anything <laughs> I heard, but, you know, when you try to work too much Jesus and love into a song, it can kind of ruin it. Yeah, well, this is my, my problem right now. Like my, And I'm sure you re, you can relate. By the way, happy Pesach, Passover, if you celebrate. Oh, yeah, last night was a big Jehovah Witness one. I don't what know what it do? was. I got invited to it, and I didn't acknowledge it. What do they do? They, they met at a, they they met at a real party. They're not allowed to act. Well, they kind of met. I think it was uh, like all of them met at one big place and had a whatever. So your but wife I, was not a Jehovah when you when you got married, right? No, hell no. No. Uh, I, I had been, a similar situation. My that, wife, I would have had to talk to her while she was at a cart or uh, you know at the door. Yeah. Uh, My wife but, has been uh, completely off the deep end of uh, Christianity, born-again Christianity, yeah. after we got married, and within the last five to ten years, I think. But it's really, uh, how do you deal, because Jehovah's even more extreme than the born-agains. I don't, husband. listen, I just, we don't have a lot of conversations about anything other than, you know, I call it day-to-day. -day. Yeah. Like, uh, did, you, did she have to hit rock bottom? To, I mean, did, how did I mean, she was, Jehovah she, she come was, to your door and she, get her? She, exactly. Yeah, they have like several things they look for. And one, people who open the door and they're at home on a weekday, there's usually, you know, they're uh, not working. Right. Uh, she had health problems. Her mom just died. So they're like one, two, yeah. you know, check, check, check. And they, they, yeah, you got, you got more than one or two red flags or whatever they would call them, uh, in, invites or whatever. Uh, 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 so that's what they look for. So I think it's checking you know, flags. That's, that's what I was worried for when I was, you know, cancer uh, that I would get, you know, surrounded and it would sound good to me. But no, so, I kind of figured out, you know, my faith is the windsuit now. Did you see, did you see it happening though with your wife? Like, no, no, I was, I was uh, gone and I came home and there was a knock on the door and then I, you know, it's like, oh, I assessed what it was and not enter, closed the door and then. I heard my wife's name as the door was shutting, and then my wife come out and she goes, "Who? What? You know?" She's pissed off about my interaction with them, and uh, and then it was all you know. I've always been kind of the outside. Well, I've been the outsider on that front uh, ever since, which uh, is cool. I mean, not so, cool. It's a bummer. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like it's, a whole it's different. Don't have fun anymore. Uh, there ain't no fun. Like, there ain't no fun. There's only preparation for the end times, and uh, you know, like so, a. There was a, a like we run low on dog food the other day, and I didn't know we even had an emergency kit. She goes, I had to take a can out of the emergency kit. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. My wife has become a hoarder, believe it or not. Not yeah. a hoarder. Uh, but she ordered water now from yeah. Amazon. Yeah, we're eating the we're huh? eating the dog. That's the. I mean, we're gonna eat the dog, so we don't need to worry about the dog eating. And as far as yeah, water is a bit. You know, water is a water is kind of a practical stockpile, but not. You know, depends on the, the level. I have, I'm gonna need a water tower soon. Yeah, yeah. You start filling every water jugs. Two of every kind of water that Amazon sells because you're only allowed to order two. We got those two. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so we it'll be a nice thing when the uh, when the uh, apocalypse or whatever the 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 great evening or whatever happens, and, uh, and then I'll be like, oh yeah, that's right, my uh, my wife who was eaten by wolves months earlier had all those uh, fucking first aid kits and shit. <laughs> we, she gets these boxes of shit and they just disappear or whatever. So <laughs> here's what I, here's, a, I got, I, I'm talking quietly because I, I feel like they're spies. Uh, uh, but uh, okay. So 144,000 people, uh, you know that, right? Uh, Jehovah witnesses, that's their heaven. The rest right. of them, they just stay here and try to figure out global warming and how to get rid of opioids and all that <laughs> shit whatever they they're left here and they make it sound like that's going to be great but is it it's it's already here so right. what you know what do you know are they going to are they going to move to one place how's that all going to work out but here's my plan because these guys just make up the fucking rules there's like old dudes sitting around you know probably getting uh fucking catered lunches and blow jobs or whatever but they sit around and they come up with fucking rules or you know uh, new new fucking headlines for their stupid thing or whatever. Here's one. Heaven doubles the size. New capacity, 288,000. Boom. You re-energize the fucking group that's thinking we're just going to be taking over Des Moines. Uh, you know, how, how much heaven is that? Or whatever. And then they're now all of a sudden they're going, fuck yeah, man. I might be part of that new wave. But as it stands, 144,000 people in he- in in history. So it's like there's no slots open now. Yeah, uh, that's that's been sold out for eons. Uh huh. So if I go out to New York, you know, I'll go up and knock on their door and go, "Man, you know, my wife's in this, but here's a here's an idea to grow your thing, and uh, I would like some money and a new wife, <laughs> one that's not involved in your religion." Yeah, well, that this this, beca- this becomes a problem. The whole religious stuff is definitely uh, uh, stifled, and it's weird. It's like it's a uh, it's its own. I mean, it's like you know, bringing up Trump, and you know, some yeah. people have their strong opinion. It's like I don't, you know, it's like I don't want to hear about something that's very important for her for me to hear about, and that's the dynamic we go on throughout the day. And sometimes I hear rants that I'm not very smart. Yeah, the only conversations I have with my wife now lately are about the end times, and uh, she she is not a Trumper necessarily, but she does believe that uh, he is the you know guy who's ham, the Trump. Ham, him. Do you think he's the ham-fisted uh, Antichrist, or I mean, does she think that? Uh, not an- Antichrist, but she thinks God is using him. Uh, she brings up some Bible verse about uh, like what he did in what he did in Jerusalem or whatever he built that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so, redid the manger. Yeah, and, and you know what? I argue with enough people about that crazy stuff all the time. <laughs> I, I don't want that at home. I want to yeah. be turn that off. Uh, yeah, um, I don't. I don't. It's like uh, you know the compare. I've heard, heard a, a comic. I think it was Patton Oswalt, but. Maybe right. it's like you're arguing, you know, one side of the other versus DC and Marvel. Right. I wish they'd just make other movies. I wish they'd make, you know, invent their own thing and they didn't have either of those to draw from. But if I had to choose one, I would go probably Marvel. But that's how I feel about religion. I don't really care. You know, right. it's like, which one had Batman? Oh, wait, Batman's DC. Maybe I, I don't know. 
you know, it's like in either way, Spider-Man is cool, and that's Marvel. My favorite uh, hero as a kid, or comic book hero, really the only one I really gravitated towards was Luke Cage Power Man, who his oh. backstory was he was a black guy incarcerated for, you know, whatever, uh, and put in prison, and then they ex did experiments on some people, and he, he developed superpower uh, strength and bulletproof skin, which... You know, all you have to do is watch the news once or twice and know that bulletproof skin on a black guy would be something that would raise society's hackles. <laughs> they always aim for the chin. <laughs> I, I guess bullets would sting him like bees. Uh, and he walked around in a silk outfit like a pimp and had a, a tiara. Uh, I never heard of this guy. Yeah, he's a, in fact, they kind of, he kind of, like Netflix or one of them did a series on him and it, it didn't interest me. I was, I don't get into that, uh, you know, nostalgia enough to. I watched it and it wasn't what I expected or whatever, so I didn't, you know. But, Were you a fan of black black exploitation films like that? I like I like black people a lot. I mean, I just uh, I, they weren't around, but I would see them like they, you know, when I'd see them, they're like on TV playing basketball or the fun, you know, uh, uh, playing the drums on Happy Days or something for an episode or two. Uh, roots. I was big into Roots. I, uh, you know, I, uh, yeah. I, I felt the plight of Kunta Kinte, although I think I gravitated more towards being a Chicken George, uh, uh, Ben Vereen. But yeah. I, I, I was into that. Like I would go ask uh, when we'd go to ta uh, Portland or something. I would, I was a few times would go up and ask strangers, black guys, men, to uh, for an autograph. Uh, as a stupid young kid. it's no wonder i got molested along the way that i would go up to strangers and ask for autographs <laughs> but but um, yeah I, if anything i was uh you know uh, the black tornado was a, uh the movie the black black tornado i i forget the guy uh, uh the guy's name in but you got to look it up on youtube it's a trailer for a, a black exploitation movie <laughs> It's I didn't really see those, I guess, but uh, I like, I mean, Good Times was my uh, uh, favorite show. Uh, yeah, I just kind of uh, gravitated towards black, uh, black TV stuff. And I wouldn't even say black culture. Uh, we had a traveling group of gospel uh, singers and I was, uh, I was a young boy and I was cute to the black women in this choir. Uh, and they, you know, I, I was smitten with them, uh, hanging out with them. There's pictures of me, uh, like drooling on them as a youngster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so you, are you back performing now? You did okay. So, yeah, you brought that up. I did perform with Billy Wayne, and we taught, we're, we were talking about, um, booking a short run. And to me, uh, that's kind of what I need to do because there's a, uh, uh, this other show I'm going to do in LA. Uh, I mean, if I talk about it, it'll jinx it, but it, uh, or not even jinx it. It's just it's part of the Paul Provenza thing. I would I, I suggested that okay, so he he has the movie. It ends where Paul has the movie end, and then we do the credits or cut, uh, you know, fade to black, and then uh, do a green room that we tape in Paul's backyard, which he has a setup, and have me. Uh, Maybe Henry Henry Phillips is a possibility. Uh, uh, Annie Letterman and and Doug Stanhope sitting with Paul do a green room where we're talking about that subject matter that the movie ten years later, and that's how we end it with some laughs at the end of it. So uh, I think that's going to happen. It'll probably happen in May or June. Oh, I'm going to 
you know, try to track down Stanhope's availability on that. So anyway, I'm going to do these short run shows with Billy, uh, hopefully in the uh, Southwest, in entailing Bisbee in some capacity, maybe Tucson, Santa Fe, maybe, uh, Albuquerque. I don't know. Uh, Southwest, we're talking. uh, We got to go see Craig there in Albuquerque, maybe. Uh, uh, But that's uh, so then I'll be doing, you know, I won't be responsible for the show failing. <laughs> Billy will. Uh, and I can just do sure. I'm kind of, you know, I mean, I'm re read. I don't have any material really from before. And now oh I don't want to. Listen, I went Friday night. I, I saw uh, Erica Rhodes, but her two, the uh, host and the uh, feature had mm-hmm. no material at all. They just did crowd work. That's yeah. All they did. Yeah, and I, I mean, I kind of relied on a little of that, or, but I mean, you know, mainly I, it's like, okay, yeah, I, I want to get back out and do that. I, you know, it's like, and then it's like, uh, uh, I'm going to do it incrementally so I don't, you know, uh, just like all of a sudden uh, I'm, I'm doing an hour and I don't have, feel like I, you know, Rhodes is great though, isn't she? Uh, I've just seen clips, uh, but she seems like, why isn't she already being, you know, <laughs> The, uh, middle of the- she's a. I, I would. I almost uh, clipped something uh, to show today because I was watching Sad Lemon again last night because I'm obsessed with her now. Uh, yeah. But there is a 63 uh, second piece where she just holding the microphone, listening to people laugh, and I said that's. It takes mastery to do that because she's- almost every other comedian would be stepping on that laugh. Or just you know, mm-hmm. she's kind of a, a a little bit like Hedberg, where she like isn't her materials pretty accessible to you know everybody? It's it, you know like Hedberg didn't do anything that you could say was edgy or dark, and it feels like she's somebody who can find comedy in in the in the she in the light stuff though, especially when it comes to stuff about her da- dad who had MS and died and all that stuff. Oh right, yeah, yeah, I heard that one about the wheelchair, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so, yeah. But, but she's yeah. so likable. I'd say that. I mean, you oh, know, oh my God. and it's cool that hope, hopefully she does have some, some, uh, I mean, you know, if she's got weirdness in her past. Hopefully she can bring that to the comedy stage. Yeah. So, um, but so, but uh, on this, because she was the one when I had her on the program, we talked about uh, crowd work and how she, she's not a big fan of it. And so I don't. Um, I saw eighteen comics in in the month of uh, March. Wow! And I would say twelve of them relied really heavily on on crowd work. Like they're not not even nobody's writing stuff anymore. They're just going up and saying, "Oh, where are you from?" And "Oh, you two married? How long have you been together?" I mean, yeah. I never really. It's usually like a, a, when I do crowd work, it's like, "What's the problem over there?" And then. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, all right, let's go. Or uh, who's holding? <laughs> yeah, I remember this one dude. Uh, this was uh, well, it was when McCain was running for president, and it was a big Indian casino. Uh, and I think that's the proper way to say that. Is that a slight against the the, the spirits or the uh, the people? Uh, but uh, anyway, this dude was standing. Staying. Oh, let me just stop you there. They're black people calling themselves Indians. So right or white guy. I mean, I didn't know how many Indians I went to high school with until uh, the casino came in, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm twenty twelve percent Indian. But anyway, this dude, <clears throat> I was talking about how John McCain, 
had, well, John McCain called his wife a cunt or something like that. I forget, you know, but she said something about his hair and he goes, ah, shut up, you fucking cunt. Uh, and then I was saying that as a pro McCain statement of how I can't imagine Obama getting away with that. Uh, anyway, that's what it was. It wasn't that deep political, you know, I was just saying that makes McCain more presidential that he called his wife a cunt and she just let it go and walk, you know, let it drop. Whereas, you know, Michelle would have said, oh, hell no, or whatever, yeah. uh, something, you know. Uh, anyway, that's what it was. But this guy got up and he was real shaky and uh, standing on the s side of the stage. And uh, and and he goes, John McCain. I go, is there a problem, sir? And he goes, yeah. He goes, John McCain's a great American. And I go, oh, what's the problem? <laughs> I agree. You know, and uh, but then this guy just wouldn't, you know, he, he, he was mad at me for mentioning McCain. And didn't listen to that it was pro McCain or and you know it was a joke. Anyway, this guy wanted to fucking uh, you know. And I asked, there was a security guy standing right there, and I go, "Do you have a taser?" And he said, "No." And then I process that. This is my version of crowd work. I process that, and then I said, and then I talked this guy down from coming up on stage, and and go, man, I know I agree or whatever. You know, let's all vote for McCain. However, I did it. But if the security guy would have said he had a taser, I think I would have just let it play out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you know, uh, I wanted to see. Uh, but that's, you know, I feel like crowd work to, for me is just that, though, you know. Yeah. But people will ch talk to you, and sometimes you just have to go, what the fuck, or whatever. Well, that's the problem. See, and I, I think I, 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 this is absolutely true. If you do crowd work, you you wonder why you get hecklers. The reason hecklers exist are because com comedians do crowd work. Because you, you put it in the minds of the audience that they're allowed to participate. Yeah, yeah. And, and once you put that in their mind, now they, they think they're funny and they can help the comedian. I got a tag. And they're not the in there. Yeah, in, in, in <laughs> most cases. I'll use Todd Snyder as an example. He... he will listen to the or the you know the crowd will shout out stuff and he's allowed it to go or whatever and he incorporates it but some nights you can tell it bothers him and he doesn't want you know to be interrupted but it's like uh in comedy is like that where you're always sort of half expecting to be interrupted it's not right. you know it's not like singers when they're in the middle of a song are thinking in the back of their mind i hope this verse doesn't upset somebody and they don't come at me but that's what comedy is is you're you're you know you're constantly uh vulnerable to an attack and i wish they would you know i wish it was a thing where people just shut the fuck up and if they didn't like what you were doing they sat quietly and found a, a chance to leave subtly uh that's yeah. not the uh that's i mean i think a lot of people go to comedy to see the chaos of it too so a little bit awkward when they don't leave suddenly like right in front of the comedian this happened friday night uh the the uh, feature guy right in front of him four ladies like right in front of him stood up right in the middle of his thing and, and just like they, they were visibly not happy and leaving yeah that's what i mean that's what i experience a lot of like when i did a the velveta room in austin they have a it's, I think it's called Dolly's Follies is a shared business space. So they have this like murder dinner theater or whatever the fuck it is uh, next door. And it sometimes pours out into the street. You know, it's this live thing or whatever. But when the one show ends, when Dolly's Follies ends, and then I'm doing my second show, Velveeta Room to about eight people that showed up. And, and then they 
tell people coming in from Dolly's Follies, oh, you want to keep your evening going? You just heard, you know, Dolly's Follies. Now hear Andy Fuckface or whatever. And they would sit, they'd seat like six people or eight people, two tables of old women. And then they would get up and leave. And then it was replaced by two tables of old cowboys. Uh, it was like, what the fuck? I felt like the whole show was some sort of a Truman show where somehow this whole thing was set up just to fuck with me. Uh, but that's how a lot of the, you know, small comedy rooms or rooms where, you know, there's, it's, it's like comedy's not really that popular or whatever. Uh, it works when it, when it works in a comedy room, when it's a, you know, the right setting, a small, it, it doesn't have to be big, but it's just set up and people are listening. That's, you know, uh, how it works. But, you know, most of it is set up for failure. <clears throat> which you won't want to hear this, but Rogan's club is beautiful and you know, whatever it, it's labeled or whatever, it's a great space for comedians to do their art and it's set up for comedy. It's like, I think it used to be an old theater. So there's two theaters and they're just, the rooms are beautiful. You just sit there and go, man, I would fucking, you know, I mean, I hadn't, per well, I did the shows with Billy and that was in a small space, but I was like, I was tempted to try to get a, you know, on a show on the Sunday night. It's uh, that cool of a space, but uh, yeah, I'm not a Rogan hater. I don't hate Rogan. I actually, um, I don't. I'm not a fan of his comedy, but I really, really want his club to succeed. I think it's it's good. For oh comedy. man, yeah. And, well, I, I mean, this guy Keith Ray. I know he he's a fan of mine. His him and his mom used his mom. Uh, he says a hillbilly and can't remember shit, but says play that uh, guy who talks shit about the fat women at Walmart. Uh, so he was listening to me, you know, with his mom years ago, but he's one of those guys who's moved there. Uh, but he's just a perfect fit for, uh, you know, I don't know. He's working there as a, you know, set up like the comedy store. So door guys, and then they do spots and stuff, but you know, it's like, man, well, I, I was like jealous of the opportunity that, you know, he has. Cause it's like, you know, every night, uh, you get to do a couple, maybe a couple of shows in front of packed crowds and grow your art in 10 minute increments instead of, you know, having to go up and do an hour for people who don't, aren't really listening, you know. I like that. The stand in New York City has a, a pretty good format. Five comics in a night, they each do 20 minutes. It, it's, it's for the audience, it feels like it moves really fast and you get to see comedians doing stuff that they don't normally do in their hour show. They're trying new stuff. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. For me. I, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Nice, but I'm not. I like, I have, I've never really, I mean, I did comedy contests where you kind of have to jump in and do the short sets or whatever, but I never really ma mastered how to do, you know, just 10 minute sets all the time or whatever, you know, not that you do the same 10 minutes over and over, but just the craft, 10 minutes get it tight and make that its own thing a standalone you know it's definitely uh, uh the way to the way to do it i came from the northwest where you get 10 minutes of comedy and then you start doing half hours uh and driving you know and shit it's more about being a driver right. driving a car and being able to get uh to the place yeah so we're, we're uh, over the hour, and we got cut it short pretty soon. But I wanted to uh, briefly, because one of the I've been really good about not getting in arguments on on fucking social media. But yesterday I got into two. One was lighthearted with Billy, but then the second one was about the Chris uh, the 
the uh, Kid Rock thing. Uh-huh. And people started, you know, one guy who I know, but I'm not friends with, and now people assume I'm friends with him. He's a total anti-trans guy, just gay, just like really full of, and I said to him, you're probably closet gay. He's worried about indoctrination. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. said, indoctrination can't work. I have somebody who I've talked to, meaning you, several times who they, somebody tried to indoctrinate him. And it worked hard at indoctrinating him. It can't. You can't make somebody gay if they're not gay. Was my my position on this. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, man, it got like a ton of hate. A couple of you know. I don't. Uh, need, I, yeah, it's it's crazy to me. The uh, like the trans, like trans to me. I kind of you know. It's like I I've grown, learned, or whatever. Like in the beginning, you know, dudes and wigs. Ha ha. It's funny. Yeah, I, I uh, you know. Uh, uh, but it's like now that it's all vilified and shit, and it's like in plain sight. It's like what what difference does it make? And it, you know, are you do you, are you are you go are you following kids to their church and making sure they're not being groomed there? That's uh, what I said. You know, it's like basically if you don't care about kids, and I put this out to one guy, I said you don't care about kids. Prove me wrong. Go to your Catholic church right now and talk to your priest about it and film it and come back and put it on Facebook and, and yeah. It, it's just silly. It's, I mean, but it's, you know, it's obvious when, when you see that sort of thing and you kind of get the big picture, it's, it's just one of those wedge issues that they can get stupid people stirred up with, you know, a hate issue, you know, they do, you know, the Mexicans coming over the border. This is just a new, new one that Christians can kind of get behind and go, well, they want to normalize this, you know, uh, bosom buddies, uh, ring a bell, uh, (laughs) Did that were there a lot more uh, people uh, dressing up like women after bosom buddies? Probably, but I mean, the guy last night who was my age, and I, I said to him because he was talking about kids being exposed to this. I said, "Here's who you were exposed to as, as a kid: Tony, Tony Curtis, Jack Lemmon, Flip Wilson, Milton Berle, uh, Dustin Hoffman dressed as Tootsie, um, Robin Williams dressed as." <coughs> Fire. I mean, and I went yeah. down this little road. I said, which one made you gay? <laughs> None of them. If you, if you tell me you're not gay, then you know that. <coughs> the only people who would legitimately go, I mean, if you got tricked, you know, like, man, I thought this, me and this woman were going to make love. And then she pulls out this big dick and fucks, you know, and, and, and then that's on you. You got fooled but if you get you know you can still say no i don't want to be fucked by that person <laughs> or whatever but that's the only time i think it should matter to a person is if you're 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 smitten with uh, said person and, and they don't let you know that hey i i know you're looking at me thinking i'm a woman but i i'm actually transitioning to be a woman i still whatever that's that maybe matters to that one person, but the rest of us, it's just fucking, it doesn't matter. Uh, a couple of stories. About I've gone, I've run into plenty of people transitioning uh, and like some of them work at Walgreens and I find them equally annoying as if they were whatever, or yeah. I don't care. It's like, oh man, I'm walking out of Walgreens without my, uh, my fucking deodorant because this chick has a mustache. They just don't give a fuck. Yeah, and if no. you do, you should fucking probably, uh, you know, Find a subtle way to kill yourself with drink or drugs because you're just you're unhappy and and this with the world the way it is and it's just going to continue. So maybe it's you're the problem. Well, here, here's the thing though. This is why you're 
movie is really i know you're not living to change the world and all this <laughs> stuff, but your movie is important to to kind of use to kind of quell this idea of indoctrination like because this this fear that you can be made gay first of all if you're if you're afraid you can be made gay you probably already are because mm-hmm. there's at least some latent homosexuality going on in that fear that I could, somebody could convince me to suck a dick and I might like it. Uh, hello, but that's chocolate on it or something. Indoctrination, like we can mm-hmm. make you gay. I I, I remember being uh, afraid of gay because of church, because church, you know, like they they would bring up those kind of things. It was kind of a. a really lazy evangelical kind of, you know, I think they talked about end times a lot for being in the fucking seventies. It's like, relax. I know for a fact we got at least 30. No matter how many times they get the end times wrong, all they have to do is shift the date back. Oh, we meant May, not um, March. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the beginning of the end. Did I say that was the end? That's just the beginning of the end. Yeah, no, I've been uh, thinking, I mean, you know, I've been hearing about end time since I was uh, old enough to hear, to remember hearing shit, so. Ludwig says, can you make me gay, please? Yes, I can. One night with me and you will be a guaranteed lesbian. Boy, yeah. (laughs) Have you ever, have you ever tried? Uh, I mean, women, uh, gay women, uh, porn is my favorite. I mean, I don't even consider some of it porn. It's just, uh, you know, it's like, uh art <laughs> and to me you know i don't I, I don't understand why a woman would want to even bring a man into a, uh, anything that had sex involved with it even yeah, though that definitely i benefited it. from it but i don't understand you know the need for it yeah <clears throat> i i get it too and you know what um so yeah i would say to women, i would say christine start ordering some uber eats and uh uh Ask for women drivers. <laughs> is that is that the latest porn? Well, I mean, I'm envisioning a scenario, you know. Oh, so is that your snake? Yeah, you want to you want to pet it? <laughs> Come on in. He's writing porn scripts now live on. This, yeah. this should be the Twitch stream, a live Twitch stream for writing porn scripts. Like, uh-huh. um, yeah, Dear Penthouse Forum is uh, that was like my early reader. I would find penthouse magazines and go to the forum. Those were always great. <laughs> so, and issues with Andy's back on a regular schedule now. I think so. Yeah, yeah. We we missed a, a couple here and there, but I think we're uh, we're back at it. We'll be recording tomorrow. I was uh, kind of stirred up about Tuesday, you know, but nothing really happened on Tuesday. Yeah, nothing really. It's, happened. I know nothing was going to really happen. It was funny. It's fun. Uh, and I really enjoy watch that video of the guy on the bike get knocked down again. Uh, he gets the guy, there's a guy at the beginning of the 12 second video or whatever it is that you can see who's skateboarding by and he's smiling. And then if you watch the video, the guy's bike hits the skateboard. So that guy in the corner rolls his skate, he sees it and he's smiling. He smiles in anticipation of what he's going to do. And then you see a skateboard. And that guy's bike hits the skateboard and he falls off. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a, so it's like the uh, Zafruder. God damn it. I can never say that. It's a Fruder film. Not the Fruders. The, the Pruder. Yeah. 
whatever. Yeah, no, I didn't see that one. That's that. I didn't know it was a setup. I'm gonna have to go find. Yeah, it. watch the watch the uh, the hipster uh, smiling on the skateboard. It's it's hilarious when you see yeah, yeah, how yeah. it happened. It's funny he fell off the bike, but it's even funnier that the guy on the skateboard in front of him saw the opportunity, stepped off the skateboard and rolled it in front of his bike. It's yeah. Funny. It's uh, like uh, the marbles in Animal House. Yeah, pretty good. Fuck you, Q on on bicycle boy. Yeah, oh, there's you, got you don't see the part now. What happened to Q on I guy uh, or the guy who fell off the bike went chased after him? Did did you see any of? Yeah, that? I don't. I didn't see how it ended, but I assume you know uh, they just ran off laughing at him. But he, you know, I don't. I think he was running backwards, so the guy who hit did the skateboard, I think, would have still been in front of him. I don't think he knew what happened. That's the funny part. I love it. Yeah, that's my news. Appreciate you getting up early and being with me today. Uh, we'll get back on uh, track with the issues with Andy's stuff. Been really busy, but I haven't been following you guys for about a month now. And uh -oh. I'm behind. Yeah, you missed the big announcement. Uh-oh, big announcement. We're, we're all gay, and we drink oh. Bud Light. <laughs> all right. We, in dresses. Light, you know, I could see not liking Bud Light just on the... No, I, I mean, honestly, if I had the, that, that beer that Kid Rock shot up, it would just sit in my garage for a long time before I found, you know, somebody to drink it. But be mad about it, man. Brett, Brett uh, Husky Boyo would, would definitely, Brett Brock would drink it. He, he would definitely drink that beer. I think uh, Brett, uh, Brett Brock should just start drawing the most gay uh, uh, pictures of uh, Kid Rock. Oh, Kid, Kid Rock shooting dildos out his ass or whatever uh, with the Nugent, uh, just like queer up those, you know, draw a different preacher up to be gay as possible every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Brett. I don't want to monopolize your time, but uh, uh, drawing up a, a fucking super gay Kid Rock would be funny. Definitely. He probably, Kid Rock, I mean, look, he had a midget that was around and then it died. You know, and everybody knows if you you take care of a midget, they'll live forever. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect place to end this one. Uh, have a great day. All right, you too, man. And don't go out after sundown because Pesach. Yeah, vote Trump green. <laughs> See you later. Bye for now. And the Andrews, folks, uh, what a, that's a good way to start your Pesach. Pesach. I keep watching this fucking uh, QAnon dude on the bike flip over now. Uh, I got to I gotta run. I got um, things to do, places to go, people to see, stuff to shoot. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the program. Uh, tomorrow, Jackie Martling is back with me. Jackie's got some big announcement and um, I don't know, some local shows or something. And his ex-wife, Nancy, uh, it's got some musical thing that she wants to let us know about, and she will probably be on the show uh, soon. So uh, join us for that. I do have a show tonight. Don't ask me what it's about. Uh, I don't remember. I was supposed to go to the stand tonight, uh, but then turned out somebody I don't want to see uh, got added to the bill. <laughs> so I'm not going to the stand tonight. So I do have a show tonight. So if you want to join me for that regular uh, crazy people talk, probably, or life coach talk, or some kind of self-help bullshit, or <laughs> really promoting this good one, or uh, conspiracy theories and nut jobs. You know what I do at night. Otherwise, join me for Jackie tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. I'm looking for my uh, 
turn on your radio bit. I'm always a little slow on this. Don't forget to turn on your radio.
me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.